Thanks again for joining us whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. It's the Metalist Podcast. I'm still David. I'm still Jason. And Chevy Chase is still Chevy Chase. Today, we're talking about a band very near and dear to our hearts from the swampy depths of Tampa, Florida. We're talking about obituary. This is going to be awesome. I've been looking forward to this oh, one. Let's start it as we always do. What was your first exposure? You know, I, I was, I've been racking my brain first time I heard obituary, dude, and I honestly do not remember. I do know the first stuff I heard. The first stuff I heard was uh, Cause of Death, but I'm pretty confident it wasn't in 1990. I, like, I was really surprised when I looked to see looked and saw that it was 1990. I just, for some reason, always thought it was a 92 thing. But, yeah, I mean, the end complete had to have been out by the time I heard it, I think. I hadn't heard this when I was in high school right? You know, and I graduated in 92. So there's, there's no way. So um, I honestly don't remember the first time I'm trying to think of like, even, you know, who, like who showed it to me. I, I, I just can't even fucking think of it, man. Like, you know, but I do remember, I, you know, getting the, and maybe I just fucking bought it. I don't know, man. Like um, I do remember I had it on tape before I had it ever had it on disc or anything. And, I remember listening to Infected and was just like, holy fuck. (laughs) But I mean, I think I'd already heard, like, I know I'd already heard Cannibal Corpse. I'd already heard, fuck, it's drawn a bunch of suffocation. And so when I heard this, it was like really cool because I I liked it because it was really slow and uh, it was so different than Cannibal Corpse and suffocation, uh, especially for death metal. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I was just you bring it up all these things about years, and I'm trying to see who released what when. Deicide and uh, no, okay. So Obituary had an album out before Deicide. Yeah, huh. um, they were one of the first. It was them and like uh, Morbid Angel. Well, it was like them, Morbid Angel, and Cannibal Corpse all within like a year because it's like eighty eight and eighty nine. Yeah, I believe. Now I'm trying to see when Alters of Madness came out. Okay. Alters of Madness is May 12th, 1989. Yeah. And uh, I, I know Beaten Back to Life is 89 as well. Yeah. Slowly We Rot is May 16th, 89. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking all within like a year. Like, And I think that's when this sort of thing happens, right? This, this what do you call it? Like a movement. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of a lot of things happen on an official level, you know, with, within a year or right. two. Yeah, it, it, it it's really fast. It's like, holy shit. Like all of a sudden, bam, I just recently saw a thing on, you know, what, you know, it's like, it was, what's, you know, what the tweet was, what's your big four of death metal, you know? And I, I, I think, I think people confuse like, you know, what's your Mount Rushmore of death metal, which would be what's your top four, right? Right. Versus 
what do you consider the big four of whatever genre, right? So obviously the, of just the big four is just what they've always called it, you know, was, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax. And, you know, and I see a lot of people arguing Anthrax, you know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, well, you know, Anthrax shouldn't even be in there because they're not that popular, but, you know, like Testament should be in there or Creator, this sort of thing, right? And it's like, no, I think you're thinking Mount Rushmore, Right. Yeah, exactly. When you're thinking big four, I mean, they literally had a fucking tour called the big four. They have been the big four. I always considered it to be the first four that really brought it to prominence. Yeah. There's other bands doing, you know, thrash stuff. There was other bands doing death metal, but what bands really fucking brought it to the forefront? And there's usually fucking four. Now here's the weird thing, man, with death metal, technically you could, you could say there's five. Yeah. But death is so much different than these guys, even back then. Mm-hmm. They're they're so much different than the others. I I just don't see, in my opinion, I don't see death as one of the big four of death metal. I almost see them like a a Black Sabbath slash Led Zeppelin versus or, or Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, yeah. compared to you know Metallica, like the big four coming out right. Like they were for sure ahead of that. You know, you know what, what though? I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Like so much has changed in so many years. I to where I could see an argument for death now, like like just because their legends grown so much that like they're thought of over, oh yeah, I was about to say obituary. I don't know about that, but deicide for sure. Deicide's kind of okay. What have you done for me lately? You know, I just have a number of these bands. Well, that's a big thing I think because I I was seeing these comments and it was like oh, oh well this band or this band and in the original picture it had said death and possessed and like obituary and cannibal corpse or something like that and. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Okay. I mean, the big four to me of death metal is obituary, cannibal corpse, morbid angel, and deicide. Mm-hmm. Now, they all had a similar thing, but none of them really sound the same. Oddly enough, dude, the closest one that sounds to obituary is death. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially, especially early at, on. At, at this particular time. So we're talking, yeah. we're talking leprosy, we're talking spiritual healing. And I mean, James Murphy played all, played with both bands. Yeah. Yep. Now, oddly enough, Alan West came from Massacre. Yes, he came from Massacre, right? He didn't leave uh, Obituary to start Massacre. He was on Slowly Rewrought. He left. Uh, then comes... But did he leave to jo- to start Massacre? Because he helped start Massacre, which half of that fuck, over half of that band became Death. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know I, what mean, I mean? Yeah, that, that first Massacre lineup I'm was Cam sure Lee. He start, I think they got... Obituary got Alan West from Massacre. No, I mean, like... Uh, I guess, maybe... Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Huh. Like, I'm pretty sure, dude, because he wasn't in Executioner. No. It was a different dude. So, and what we mean by Executioner is this band started in 1984. Yeah. But, like, Like, Alan West also. Yeah. But Alan West didn't appear on any other records. He was with Obituary on Slowly We Rot. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, they got him from Massacre. That's why he never recorded with Massacre was because he left to go join Obituary. Yeah. And so it's like, it makes sense that some of that, I mean, if you listen to that Massacre album, dude, a lot of that's that um, leprosy, spiritual healing style stuff because it was fucking Rick Ross. It was Bill Andrews. You know what I mean? Like it was the same dudes. Yeah, absolutely. It's just the only added element was Chuck. 
Yeah. And I think that's the thing too, is the, it's the central nexus of everybody's kind of starting from the same place. Right. And as they branch out, they really start to forge their own identities. It's like, this is the only thing anybody knows at that point. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is as heavy as anybody's thought to do Mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah. That's why in the case of obituary in particular, yeah, they're all starting out in that kind of primal death metal range. And then whereas everybody else is getting more technical and more progressive, they're just like, nope, we're going to keep it the same. In fact, we're going to make it even slower and more primal. Than yeah, we're never going to change it. Well, that was the thing. Like slowly, Morbid Angels started getting weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. Slowly, Cannibal Corpse got a little more technical, you know, moving from more of a thrash style. Well, okay. Cannibal Corpse just straight up got more brutal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, bottom line, they, they took it in a whole brutal direction. DSI kind of just stayed the same for a little while. Yeah. But they were, even they were on more of a, a faster tip. They were on more of less, they weren't as thrashy, but they were faster. Would it be safe to say it? Cause I'm only just thinking this now, as you're saying this, that DSI was the fastest of obituary. Cause when I think like original native started and for all intents and purposes, in some cases ended in Florida, yeah, I'm that thinking include, obituary. That doesn't include cannibal corpse. Exactly. It's, it's obituary DSI. Uh, morbid angel death yes and i guess uh I, okay i'm saying those four because otherwise i could get on a whole thing about other bands but yeah those four all sharing members you want to talk about an incestuous scene in addition to just incest being big in florida in general hi-yo <laughs> like you know especially it's just like how many fucking members were shared between all these bands ralph santola was in death morbid or no no he wasn't a morbid angel morbid angels always kind of been an island um to themselves as far as all that goes but yes. yeah ralph santola was in death obituary and later on deicide uh so was terry butler was in death, death and, and is now in obituary yeah yeah like there's and he was in six feet under yeah and six feet under yeah dude like just members sharing all over the place it's it's wild dude so they're all swapping. Well, the James DNA. Murphy has played in obituary and in death. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because yeah, if you cut out, if you cut, if you make it Florida death, as far as like from Florida, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to cut Cannibal Corpse out. But to me, like, I think where Cannibal Corpse just got more brutal. DSI kind of just stayed the same, but they were a lot faster than they weren't the normal. You know, them and Morbid Angel actually. I mean, and Cannibal Corpse were the least like the old death stomp obituary and death were more on that thing. And like, Oh, you know, obviously death got a lot more progressive, but you know, obituary just doubled down. And they're like, no, like we're just going to stay doing this. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, Until, like oddly enough, they fucking record an album called back from the dead right yeah. before they take a fucking eight year fucking hiatus. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny you would think they would that would be the album coming after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll get into that in a sec. But but like leprosy and slowly we rot definitely can in a lot of ways. You know, starting out faster. That's the thing I didn't really appreciate until really digging in this week was going. Oh yeah, man, they actually started kind of fast. They were kind of on the same pace, and then like yeah, obituary decided okay, we're gonna really slow it down. Like corn. Like like first of all. Just the the wide array of influence that Obituary has on metal as a whole, dude. Not even metal, just heavy music. Because oh, hardcore, yeah. dude. If you ask the hardcore, hardcore. scene what their f- most favorite fucking death metal band is, usually it's Obituary. They'll say they they're, they're only sludgy too. 
yeah man like there's so much to get out of it like corn said they got their groove from pantera sepultura and then obituary and when they said that that clicked so many things because the first oh yeah my first experience was um hearing don't care dude that that's my first exposures i was like and you know again like like you were saying coming from cannibal corpse morbid angel all this other stuff when i finally hear this i'm like wait this is death metal like i can hear that but like it's not the same you know what i mean like it's it's so different than anything uh, i'm used to and then from there i hear all the other stuff and I'm, I'm a fan oh i've always been a fan you know what i mean like it was just like oh you can do this too like it doesn't have to be super it doesn't have to have an emphasis on technicality or you know progressive song structures or whatever it can just be this this is great and they're you know they're the og death or caveman death metal band and like caveman shit's huge right now dude oh yeah i haven't seen a resurgence in just one style not even a resurgence but like a renaissance even in one style like i have just in this month alone frozen soul <laughs> putting out fucking their their album out in century media and then immediately there's a surprise new gate creeper record within the same week Sanguasugabog then uh, gets an also announced to being signed to century media I think that was all in a week. If it wasn't a week, it was pretty goddamn close, dude. It was, it's it's crazy to see how much has happened in such a short amount of time. And a lot of those bands, if not all of them, would point to obituary in one way or another. You know, like I know Gatekeeper has in particular, yeah, particular man. Like Chase has said, his fucking vocals are half obituary, half Madball, and like that makes all the sense in the world. You know, speaking of Madball, Freddie Madball, dude saying obituary is the best hardcore band that's not actually a hardcore band like they're oh, just, easily man yeah it's roger i mean dude john tardy's roger moret mm -hmm. just he's just an evil version of roger moret i mean <laughs> it's all he's the only other dude that sounds like roger moret like they're the only dudes that sound like each other i could see it's that, just yeah. roger moret's more of like a fucking it would be like a street dude and John Tardy's like a graveyard dude. Yeah, that's that's a good you know way to put I mean? it. Like, yeah. I mean, that's that's how I that's how I see it. man. See, that's another thing. You listen to a bitch, but there's no real actual like suffo blast, dude. It's all that hardcore if they go fast at all. Mm -hmm. You know, the kicks aren't overly fast. They do have a lot of double bass stuff, but I mean it's relatively fucking slow. Like even when mm -hmm. they're going fast, they're going slow. They're basically like a really heavy version, a heavier version of of Celtic Frost. Yeah, and I like, mean that's like that's really the what thing. They are. Yeah, because they they say they only really came. To, you know, you, I love tracing family trees as far as the sounds and whatnot. And they said really when they started out, it was literally just Celtic Frost and um, Venom, both of whom they you know covered i didn't realize they had a venom cover till recently and i also didn't realize there's actually two celtic frost covers until recently research kicks ass they said it was um <laughs> it was upon hearing possessed that they were like okay if we what if we took those influences and put them more in this direction and now you know they've been doing the same thing for years and years and years and just kind of been refining it that's the thing too again whereas death had this cool evolution you could see come and go in waves where you know because i would compare what chuck was doing at that time as the closest thing to john tardy john tardy's been doing the same thing for almost 40 years he's just been like refining <laughs> yeah. it you know what i mean like and that's the thing too to be commendable man rather than change his style he's just found different things to do with that vocal style you know he puts different inflections on thing he kind of takes it a little higher at times a little lower at times but it's always there in that pocket and it's it's fucking sick dude 
Uh, and I, I think that's why I have such a hard time putting death in like a big four of death metal is because they never really had like a signature sound until well, much later. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, you could almost say human individual thought patterns, symbolic and even sound, sound of perseverance. perseverance. You could almost say like, that's more of what they are. And you know, interviews aside where we find out where, you know, to Chuck, that's what he wanted it to be in the first place. Mm-hmm. He just had to invent it. Yeah. Um, I think that that kind of takes it out of the big four as far as like, now, if you if you were going to say, you know, your Mount Rushmore, like what's the Mount Rushmore of death metal? Like, oh, I mean, yeah, death has to be on there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they have to be. But as far as like the big four, I just don't think that they got associated with a lot of that. And some of that could have been Chuck adamantly going against that. True. I mean, I mean there's a lot always of different went against it. So, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of arguments to be made there for different, you know, suffocations in that conversation a lot too, which I never think about until somebody says it. And I'm like, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that we're, as opposed to thrash, it was very clear cut. You know, there's a lot of bands of similar stature making similar impacts around that same time. Right. But the, the brief might, you know, when people say like, you know, well, why isn't suffocation in there? I mean, I'll point out, dude, like, I mean, you got effigy. The forgotten is like fucking, well, yeah. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. That's that's definitely fucking in there. But the fucking problem with with it is is the other stuff that they put out at the time kept them. It's like Exodus, right? Exodus mm. was right there with Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer. They were right there at the same exact time. But the difference is is human waste. Human waste. The um, oh, what do you call it? the the quality of it is right. yeah pretty bad. It, and, and then breeding the spawn right became, after that. A lot of that became effigy of the forgotten. And then yeah. breeding the spawn of the, the fucking shit is just bad. And then yeah. by the time you hit Pierce from within, where that shit's really fucking good mm-hmm. and it sounds uh, awesome. I mean, it's already ninety five, and Mike Smith's not even in the band. I mean, right? They you know, and then they don't have another album. I think until two thousand four. Yeah, there's an EP is in there right? somewhere. Yeah, they, they I mean, had. We'll one have more to get EP more into it they broke up. We'll have to get more into it with the suffocation, but yeah, yeah despise the sun's not even till 2002. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they had a lot of issues going on that kind of kept them from being in a big four because there was others th- like, that's what I mean by the bands that brought it to prominence. There's other bands, dude, e- even in, in the thrash scene that really like, there's other bands that were around mm-hmm. that were doing the same thing. It's just, they weren't being noticed as much. They weren't, the top uh, what do you call it kind of like top dogs of the genre that were really like pulling that sled through and i mean okay we're talking we're talking death metal so there is no oh we're bringing it to the masses yeah you know? well it, I mean, it's crazy to think dude right before kind of Ace Ventura, morbid angel was by far and away the biggest of the fucking death metal bands they're the one you know the whole norwegian black metal scene was seen as a reaction to how big and polished you know, quote unquote, death metal had gotten up to that point. And yeah, a lot pasty. of them, yeah. And a lot of them pointed specifically at morbid angel with, was it covenant or dominant? I mean, by the time this would have happened, domination would have been, but like, was it covenant because it, it was, all was over, covenant. Yeah. Okay. That that's the one, a lot of them point to. And it's crazy to think that's still technically the, the commercial peak of death metal right there. Right. 
And then, yeah, right. Ace Ventura fucking comes out and an entire generation gets exposed to that for the first time. And then it's by far and away always been cannibal since. The whole thing about does Death Clock fucking count or not for another time. But yeah, man. I, I, so there is an article. I remember this very clearly in 2003 coming out talking about all the top selling death metal bands. And I'd have to assume this is almost 20 years ago by this point. Lots has probably changed, right? But at the time in 2003, Sandscan reports it's Cannibal Corpse, 500 some odd thousand. So right there. I mean, again, by far and away, they were the biggest. Do you side 480,000? Which I'd be curious to see where that's. I'd be curious to see where all this stands now because I'm going really, dude. Morbid Angel, four hundred forty thousand. Six Feet Under, three hundred seventy thousand. That's before Six Feet Under really jumped the train there. And then yeah, right in fifth is uh, Obituary, three almost three hundred seventy thousand. You know, all those numbers can only go up since. And so, and you know, a lot of those bands only charted for the first time after this figure would have come out right so wild dude and then uh there's debate as to what the top selling death metal album of of all time is again if you count death clock it's death clock all those records were fucking huge but at the time there it's a i've seen a lot of dispute about morbid angel covenant which makes a lot of sense cannibal the bleeding the first two deicide albums an obituary and complete is being touted a lot as the top selling death metal album of all time now, but that's not what I'm seeing in these figures, but who knows how accurate or not, but they are, but yeah. And complete is touted as the, as at least one of the top selling death metal albums of all time. And apparently that logo on the front with you know, the metallic logo with the little dragon dude is apparently the top selling Roadrunner design of all time, which I, you're talking about the same label that has slipknot. I don't know about that, but like, it's a fucking popular logo. I feel like I well, see this album cover, period, is one of the top selling shirt designs of all time. Yeah. Not just from Roadrunner, just in merch sales. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's yeah. I've never understood why this album was it's it's easily obituary's best selling album. Yes. It always has been. I mean, it was it was fucking I knew it was big. Everybody knew it was big. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to the, uh, the gu- some the of gu- the songs a little later, but yeah. But like the guitar sound on it, it's just there's like no gain. Like they they turn the gain down way too much. It's like, dude, what happened? You listen to the guitars on Cause of Death. You listen to the guitars on Slowly Rewatch. And I mean, all of these have been reissued, man. So they're all nice and loud. Mm-hmm. You listen to the guitar sounds, man, and then you listen to the guitar sound on Incomplete, and I'm just like, Jesus, it just sounds dull. Yeah, and it's funny to think because um, so we already had it highlighted John Tardy. The core members have always been John Tardy, Donald Tardy, and Trevor Perez. Trevor, you like again talk about a signature sound, dude. When you hear Obituary, especially now, you know it's Obituary, and a big part of that, aside from the vocals, is John, or Trevor Perez's guitar tone, dude. Which he says it's not that hard to get what he gets. He just says he uses a rat paddle or a rat paddle, rat pedal. To which I then had to look up what the hell a rap pedal even is. But, you know, we, we've heard the same conversations where the roadies will, like, try to play his guitar. And for some reason, when he plays it, it sounds like obituary. You know what I mean? Nobody can else can allegedly re- replicate that. Sound. Right. But, like, whereas, you know, there's a million bands doing HM2 now. And then the, you know, suffocation scoop sound has always been prominent. Nobody else really picked up that sound that obituary had and ran with it. And I'm kind of glad, dude, again, that's, that's their calling card. You know, it's a fuzzy, it's a fuzzier sound. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, I mean, it's really like I'm I'm not even kidding. Just A and B it right now. It just sounds duller. I mean, maybe people like to because it's bassier. Yeah, I could see you that. Know, but I know this was the one. This was the one that got pushed a lot, mm-hmm. like in uh, magazines and like at the time. This one got a big time push from, I believe, Roadrunner Records. Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah, it's you know it, it you know, and I mean, <laughs> it's funny because I mean I remember seeing this stuff. You know, Alan West is back, and I'm like, there's probably a lot of people who didn't even know who the fuck Alan West even was. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, cool. Like, I, I, I don't. I've never understood why it's the it's the biggest seller other than maybe it's that thing where it's like cause of death, which to me is their best album. Does that, you know, it's that thing where it's like, oh, you know, the 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 best one comes out and everybody's waiting for the next one. Right. Yeah, so everybody buys the next one, you know, and it and then even though maybe a lot of people don't think it's as good of an album, you know, the numbers show that it sold better than the other album. Yeah. But again, biggest doesn't always mean best. As we talked about with Black Album, you know, I when I heard there was a metal Metallica album specifically going into the whatever library of Congress, my mind went, okay, it's going to be Black Album. That's fine. I get it. It's the biggest one. And then I heard it was Master of Puppets. I was like, oh, they got it right. That's a right, fucking right. shock, right? So it's, you know. Well, the big thing is like, what are you going by? Like, are you going to actually listen to the fucking album or are you just going to go by fucking album sales? Because numbers can lie. Yeah. So in, it's, in this in this situation, numbers can fucking absolutely lie. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's interesting because I can't think of a lot of bands. You know, I was talking with Metallica. There's a lot of contenders for which one's the one, right? What does the one mean? As we said with, you know, Black Album, it's the biggest commercially but like you know a lot it's always touted as puppets just for being awesome front to back and then you got the justice crowd right who's it's like oh but they were this is when they were darker and edgier and raw more raw and more progressive i think, I, I think your two schools are most of the people are saying puppets or justice yeah exactly you know but like with obituary there's contenders for the first four albums you know, that I've heard I, a lot of people like slowly we rot a lot of people, you know, a lot of people like cause of death uh, and completes the biggest one. But I also hear a lot of people say that they like um, world demise the most too. And then again, after that, you don't hear much, but like I could see that each being the case. And, you know, also talking about morbid angel, that's the case for their first four albums. Right. But I don't think yep. it's as close as it is with these obituary albums that people no, and it's really... not close with Cannibal Corpse either. I mean, yeah, no, for sure. You, you get to the bleeding, and everybody's like, "Yeah, that's pretty much the pinnacle of Chris Barnes' Cannibal Corpse." It's and here, I mean, honestly, the mo- most of the people I've seen and talked to, it's pretty clear cut cause of death. Like the one that everybody kind of like, as far as the people I've talked to and I've uh, things that I've read. It definitely seems like there's a lot of people that don't like World Demise. And I understand when I listen to it, I get it. It's not as deathy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 way uh, more groove focused. It's very approachable, all things considered, right? Well, not just that, because I mean, they always, I mean, I don't think it much changed musically. I think what changed was song titles. Mm. You know, you have a couple things like Splattered. um, But Final Thoughts, I mean, it's nothing creepy until you look at the lyrics. Right, yeah. And you find out that the it's it's a song, it's the final thoughts before you blow your fucking head off. Yeah, which they you know, kind of hint at in the beginning. Right. And then, you know, it's like but it's like you look if there is no there's no I mean and the 
kind of the same way. And I don't understand like that has been my argument the whole time against people that talk about world demise. I throw out the incomplete because there's, it's not like they have chopped in half body bag dying, just a song called dying dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, turned inside out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or slowly we rot, you know, like fucking blood soaked, mm-hmm. you know, it, godly beings, internal bleeding. Like they, I mean, what? I'm in pain. Like that doesn't sound yeah, like yeah. fucking death metal. Yeah, song. you know what I mean. Like they were always in the, the most end blunt. of life, right? And and but they're not overly. I mean, if you look at some of the lyrics, it can get pretty crazy. But they're not that crazy. I'm like, you know, cause of death had a couple of those things like body bag chopped in half, infected, dying. But even then, they still have find the arise. Like, what even is that? You know, yeah, or yeah, you know. I mean, cause of death doesn't sound like too fucking nuts. Memories remain, you know, but I mean, yeah, killing time, dude, like the incomplete, whatever, you know, in the end of life, dead silence, back to one, like back to one. Like what? Yeah, yeah. It's like like, if you're talking baseline death metal lyrics and what those are and with with each level getting like more intense as as you introduce cannibal carcass fucking devourment you know what i mean like like i feel like if you fucking if you fucking sat there and and if you took gave me a list of these songs right here okay i'll 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 throw out a few of these names don't care lost set in stone back to one we'll go find the arise Mm -hmm. memories remain and we'll go to intoxicated if you gave me that list right there and said, are these death metal songs? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I'd be like, no threatening skies by the light mm-hmm. download, rewind lockdown pressure point. That's half the back from that album. It's yeah. not like they've had these fucking, I, I don't know. It's, it's cause I mean, dude, world demise is like no different than, than any of their other albums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dude, I just, I, I tell the with- people, I tell the people that don't like world demise and I'm like, I'm like, I don't think, I think there's something you need to understand about this band. I, I, I think you're looking for a change somewhere because it might make you feel better. They have not changed. Not one bit, not at all. They are literally the closest thing to the ACDC of heavy of death metal, dude. Oh yeah. They have not changed at all. They are the hate breed of fucking death metal. They're the fucking ACDC of death metal. They are absolute, consistent, constant. Mm-hmm. Death taxes obituary sounding this way. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? Well said. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, there's so many other directions I could go with this. I, it's, it's hard to choose. Like, okay. So we talked about Donald Tardy to an extent, you know, consistent drummer double bass does what he does john tardy we talked about as well we talked about trevor perez talk about some of the other people real quick i mean bass and obituary kind of whatever you had uh frank watkins forever and ever and then he joined gorgoroth rest in peace you've had terry butler since then from death from massacre from damn well near every other band we've discussed at this point let's talk about the lead guitarists and what that brings to the band because you know the most I'd say the one they had the most was Alan West, right? And then was he considered lead? Yeah, I mean, because like, did I Perez play any leads? I don't think Perez played any leads. It's um, weird because when Alan West left the band for Six Feet Under, mm-hmm. 
I was confused because Six Feet Under came out and it literally just sounded just like fucking it's it's obituary. Yeah, it's, with it's fucking it's Chris exactly that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's it doesn't get any more simple than that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. Now this is before I knew anything about cause of death. Now I was just like, oh well, what the fuck are they gonna do? Like Alan West is the guy that writes those riffs, man. Like Alan West is the riff guy. Like you know because that's how it was. That's how Six Feet Under was presented. Interesting. Hmm. Then I find out that fucking he wasn't even fucking on cause of death. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so clearly, and now, dude, don't get me wrong. As much as I love these dudes, most people could write these riffs. Yes. It's, it's, called, <laughs> it's called caveman death metal yep. for a fucking reason. Yep, yep, yep. There's not much hard with the with the shit that they're writing and and mm-hmm. that goes for drums that goes for bass that goes for pretty much everything mm-hmm. with this band they're they're probably the simplest fucking death metal band there's ever fucking been yeah um easily but the thing is is like i just i for some i always thought alan west was the riff guy and then later on i found out that a lot of the stuff that i really liked you know a lot of stuff i mean you know trevor wrote a ton of the stuff and he is the mm-hmm. one constant music you know him and donald mm-hmm. well and know, then, are the uh, the constants there you know yeah yeah so the other thing is and i didn't know this till when i was reading last night was um that james murphy did present songs for cause of death but then they ended up all becoming what all the songs that he presented to them it just ended up becoming that disincarnate album he did that's interesting which i haven't was listened to that disincarnate or was it didn't he start cancer right after that he didn't he he joined cancer right oh, after he that joined cancer yeah because they were they were a uk band to which i'm like i it like cancer does not he have cancer yeah <laughs> that's yeah 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 that's uh, unfortunate man yeah yep but like also <laughs> from a music standpoint it's just like i wish you all the best but like damn dude you're leaving obituary for cancer and i like the band cancer but like dude yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, that's the thing. Like a lot of times, man, we see stuff like that. You know, it's like, oh man, James Murphy, Murphy with such and such, or mm-hmm. oh, dude, Andy Larock with so and so, or fucking, you know, Chuck has fucking Masvidal. The dudes, you know, the two dudes from Cynic, blah blah blah. Man, a huge part of being in a band, I think a lot of people forget about, is do you get along with each other? Yeah. The, in the case, and not, of the- I'm not talking anything musical, just. Do you get along with the other dudes in the band? That makes a huge difference because nowadays, probably not that big of a deal. Back mm-hmm. then, huge deal. You're going on long tours. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you think you about fucking like each other. In the case of a lot of these death metal bands, dude, death, you know, Chuck was the only lasting member all throughout. It's Steve and uh, Glenn Benton and Dia side, but they've had a litany of different car- guitar players come and go. At this point, Morbid Angels just Trey, right? To have three members be the core the entire time is pretty admirable. And I guess the story is that the Tardy Brothers came from Miami and moved to Tampa in whatever the early '80s, maybe, maybe late '70s at the at the earliest. Um, and they just happened to move into the cul-de-sac in which Trevor Perez's family lived. And they all were like childhood friends and they so, come yeah, up. It's out. Like, what are the fucking odds? Man? Yeah, no kidding, dude. Like how many stories do you hear like that from that world, dude? Like it's a special <laughs> bond they've all had. That's that's <laughs> yes. admirable as fuck, you know? Well, yeah, it's crazy because that's the other thing. I mean, it's, you know, especially in death metal, there's not a lot of money in it. Mm-hmm. Never really has been. So it is difficult. You know, I mean, 
you've had, I mean, what Cannibal Corpse said, the only original members, Mazurkowitz, right? Mazurkowitz and Alex Webster, I think, right? Oh, oh Alex Webster, right, right. I, for some reason, I was just drawing a blank on who it was. So, yeah, it's only two dudes. Yeah. And they've had, they've, you know, they've had quite a few different members. Obviously, they've had, um, they've had some mainstays for quite a while now, but yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty rare. I mean, especially in death metal in general, all the way around the fucking, all the way around the world, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's not a lot of money in it. There's not a lot of chicks. There's a lot of practicing because especially if you're technical, you got to be good on your face. And it's like, you know, I, I've, I used to always say, I mean, at what point are you going to sit there and fucking just practice your ass off for very little return? Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, shit, you don't even, a lot of times you don't even get respect from your fucking peers, especially if your vocals, everybody, they'll get the whole fucking, well, anybody can fucking do that. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you pretty much. I mean? Fuck you, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's like, well, anybody can fucking sing really. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's like, well, not everybody can sing like Celine Dion. All right, cool, man. Not everybody can fucking scream like fucking John Tardy night yeah. after night. Yep. You know, it's like, fuck off. Yeah. You know, it's, but yeah, there's not a lot going for other than the love. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I mean, especially something like Obituary. This is what gets me about all three of these dudes, man. Granted, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't heard Trevor Prez's other bands. I know like a lot of these guys have other things. I mean, Donald played with Andrew WK, right? Donald did. Was and they're, Donald? Yeah, and their current, and I think there might be more connections. I keep hearing there were, oh. but uh, it's also their current guitar player was in Andrew WK right, right. as well. Yeah. Uh, which, shout out to him. I actually really like what he does too. Kenny so Andrews. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because Alan West always had other bands. Trevor Prez had it. Because, I mean, that's the big thing with especially a band like this. I don't know how they can, uh, aside from, it's going to sound shitty, no matter, <laughs> no matter what way I fucking put it, man. There's no way to put it, so I'll just fucking say it. I mean, aside from, and I don't mean any disrespect, but aside from just not wanting to try too hard, you know, hey, let's just, let's just do our thing, right? We'll just go in the studio, we'll do our, you know, we'll do our thing, who gives a fuck? You know, it's just, it's just got to sound a certain way at that point is business. Right. Aside from that, I mean, how did they not get bored? Yeah, I feel that. Right. I, Cause like, even as much as I love this band, I love a lot of their stuff. There were a couple mil, you know, moments in the discography Dude. that I was like, eh, okay. So this whole week I've been listening and I started actually like, I, I, I did this one time last year. I listened to obituary start to finish. Now you have to go to YouTube for a couple things, but that's all right. Yeah. But I went from start to finish. Both times I've gone from start to finish. I got bored. I never thought I would get bored with obituary, but I did. I got bored. Mm. And I've been finding out that the same thing's happening for me with Hatebreed. Yeah, I was just going to make that comparison too. Yeah. It happened for me years ago with ACDC. Mm-hmm. It's just a point where it's... And I love bands that fucking stay consistent. I love bands. You know, and I, I think it's awesome that they can, they found their thing and they're just sticking with it, right? I mean, this is just going to be the thing we fucking do. And I love that. And I think with, with a band like that, it's not that I don't like them. It's not that I won't listen to them. I think what has to happen is I can't listen to the entire fucking discography. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. like, I, I, like they're not a good binge band. Yeah. You know what I Songs, mean? Songs, not albums. 
yeah, or even some albums, not band. others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're a good episode band. You know, it's like, but th- it's not a good binge band because it is, it is way too samey. And eventually you will get bored. I mean, even the solos, dude, are, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think the album with the best solos easily is Cause of Death, but James Murphy's a fucking maniac on the guitar, man. I mean, no no disrespect to Alan West, but dude, he is not James Murphy. Yeah, so that's actually something I wanted to get to. Also, all due to Ralph Santola on the two albums he did, but that's the main four lead players we've discussed right there. Is it safe to say yeah. James Murphy's your favorite player on that? Yeah, I don't consider him an obituary member, but I mean, I, I think as far as solos go, he's the best one they've had. Yeah, for sure. So that's the thing is like because of the consistency, even when it is different guys, but staying within that style, this is like one of the first times I really, really, really intently went in on cause of death. And it's like kind of distracting to me almost how good he is. You know what I mean? Because like he is so much more outside that box and he is a different level of player that it's it's, it's almost just like, whoa, where's this coming from? You know what I mean? Like, whereas the other right, leads that, yeah. just kind of doing the job or whatever, right? To which I don't know that I, I mean, have Alan a favorite West lead is player. not bad. It's just I think no. it does get um, you know them put them getting James Murphy on an album didn't do Alan West any yeah. favors. You it's, know? it's it's unfair almost. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, pretty it, much. It's a literal different fucking class of player at that point. You know what I mean? So it's like I yeah. I, I was I found myself distracted in a way I never had before, where it kind of took me out. Where I was like, whoa. It's, it's just, like if you had some dude who was just like dating regular chicks and then all of a sudden just somehow for like a little while he was dating like i don't know carmen electra or some shit you know what i mean like every chick after that's gonna you know yeah yeah i mean and, if we're going by you know you're going by looks or whatever you know mm-hmm. not saying you know no chicks look like carmen electra it's just i'm just saying like maybe you're dating girl next door looks and then all of a sudden, you know, just out of the blue, you all of a sudden just happen to date like Angelina Jolie or, you know, Gal Gadot or something, you know, like a more exotic looking female. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the, and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, you know, say you had just regular cars and then just one day you, you say for one year, you leased a fucking Lamborghini mm-hmm. and then you got to go back to the regular cars. That's probably a better analogy than the wind. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight. But, I, mean, I was know. just going. I was going. <laughs> we're winging it. It's all good. We're we're it's winging. Looks, it. you know. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like you know, yeah. I mean that that Lamborghini. It's like every car after that Lamborghini's, you know, or, or you know, or say if you're going for comfort, like all of a sudden you got this fucking nice, you know, Bentley or Rolls Royce or something, you know, and mm-hmm. and then also you go back to regular cars and it's just like, oh well, fuck, you know, like I mean the car's still nice. Yeah, yeah. You and know, that was but, on their second album too, you know what I mean? It's an interesting right. curve there. It's it barely exists. Mm-hmm. And somehow it still sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, it, it's you know, interesting. If you're going through their catalog and you it's it's like a Monomarth, dude, you go through their catalog and also you hear that one song that Root plays a solo on, and you're like, "Whoa!" Mhm. Like, where did this come from? Yeah, man. That's, oh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a guest spot. That's yeah. why. Yeah. You know, it's it's just so head and shoulders over everything else, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I love I love Alan West. I always, I, I've always loved these two guitar players, man. Like, and I don't think they have the greatest guitar sound ever. I like, I just like their guitar sound because they sound heavy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. This is nothing special. It's just heavy. You know, it's <laughs> never anything is be like, oh, ultimate tone. And these guys are tone you know, tone gods and stuff like, no, man, it's just fucking heavy, dude. And yeah. And it works for the music in which they play. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck about any, you know, like any fancy shit. 
You know, th- that that's the other thing. This is not a fucking fancy band. No. I mean, they got one of the best logos ever. Definitely. In my opinion, they'd have the absolute best fucking extreme logo of all time. We already went there, but mm-hmm. but that's about the fanciest thing about the fucking I mean, you look at pictures of them, it's you know, t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. Trevor man. Perez looks dead. Yes. <laughs> yes. He just looks like he just <laughs> you know, I've met a few people in my life, oddly enough. I've met a few people in my life that they just look like dead people. Mm-hmm. You it's know, the but, I sunken mean, that's eyes, I always, right? Yeah, I always thought that about Trevor Perez. I was like, God, that motherfucker looks like a fucking zombie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's pretty gnarly. They all pretty look, you know, look pretty zombified at this stage, but that's just because they're right. weather barely, barely even fucking can ever see any pictures of John Tardy's face. It's yeah. always just fucking hair. Yeah. You know, dude. it's I mean, fuck oh, on that note, have you ever seen him live? No, I've never seen him live before. Oh my god, his hair is so goddamn long. I was just like, how do you I do that? Bet, man. Like, I mean, listen to the old episodes, man. Like, you know, find out where John Tardy is on my fucking our favorite top five death growls you know like we've talked about aspects of this band like quite a bit but yeah, yeah. i mean there's nothing fucking it's it's like we i used to say you know like and we'll bring it up in the cannibal corpse you'll hear it there too you know meat and potatoes death metal it's just fast yeah you know these guys are this this it's not fast it's it's just heavy yes yep 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 you and know, god nice love them for it. heavy so you know yeah. what else is like i guess the thing is um what was it? Slowly rerot is in standard, and then everything after that is in dude. Deep? It's in it's in standard, and it's played on Fender Strats, dude. Yeah, man, it's just like it's it's. it's but I mean, anybody wild. tells you you can't get a heavy sound out of a Strat, you're full of shit. You can get a heavy sound out of anything. Yeah, the first Sabbath album was recorded on a Strat. Like I don't, I'm not gonna say it's all fingers. What I'm gonna say is like you can put new pickups in your Strat, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put, you can fucking plug that strat into a number of fucking amps that are going to kick total fucking ass and you can get plenty heavy without having to fucking do just because you're tuned low doesn't mean you're fucking heavy it yeah. just means it sounds lower dude that's all it is man mm-hmm. you know I've, I've i've listened to plenty of stuff that i don't think is that fucking heavy that's tuned to like fucking lower than a yeah you know, it's like, come on, dude. Like, it's not that big of a fucking deal. Like, people put way too much stock in that bullshit, and now it's a big race to see who can go lower. Yeah, yeah. Isn't Gojira in C or well, D or something? You want to use it in a progressive nature. You know, I want to go lower so I can hit these different notes at different times. Yeah. That's fine. You know, a lot of the bands use it, be, use, use it because it'll just rumble your fucking speakers a little bit easier. And it just, but they're not really playing any riffs, man. I mean, it's just open chord or like this weird dissonant chord that's super fucking like that's not heavy to me like what are you playing yeah how are you using it yeah it's like that and what's your guitar tone like you get too low and you know it's like now all your tone sounds the same because it's the only way you can fucking hear the goddamn notes because your your shit's tuned down so low but yeah all this shit like slowly re-rise e standard everything else is in fucking drop d dude Mm -hmm. it's fucking wild dude and i love that i just Again, just keep doing what you're doing. It's obviously working, right? Yeah, I mean, it used to be like, I mean, it was, you know, fuck. I mean, we always used to just think like, oh, you know, death metal bands. I mean, they all play in B, right? Some of it's B standard, some of it's drop B. Like, whatever, it's just B. That's because at the time, that was the lowest tuning we knew of. Until Corn came around, no one fucking knew what drop A was or eight. Like, no one's tuned to standard A. Right. No one t- tuned to a drop A. That like, I, that was a Corn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so... B was as low as it went. 
And it was pretty much, ju- I mean, for the most part, it was just death metal bands, but not watching. obituary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, totally doing their own thing away from everybody <laughs> yeah. else. And I, and I fucking love that, dude. Just why I get why change with the times. Again, I always say as soon as Effigy came out, you heard a lot of, you know, Cannibal became very different. Fucking all well, that things. happened almost simultaneously. Like, yeah, but obituary just keep trucking and I and I love him for it. Um, on the live tip, dude, if you've never seen him live, I didn't know what I was in store for. I knew it was going to be cool, but like, I think I've said this before, my favorite death metal show I've ever been to. I keep forgetting who the opening band was and I make no exception of that. Now, unfortunately, they were really good. I just can't remember who they were. Unfortunately, after that, the cryptopsy modern lineup, fucking Matt flow with the more simplified drum kit, uh, Ollie on bass and Christian on, on guitar. Awesome. 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 Such an improvement over the last time I saw them. After that, you go the complete opposite route, dude. You talk about day and night as much as you probably can. Cryptopsy into obituary, dude. And fuck, <laughs> and I'm just like, and it was that's so what fun. we call opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Books. And and John Tardy was just hanging out, headbanging. I don't know that he can headbang. It's more begun because of the hair, it's more like head swivel. Like he's moving his head, but it's not like a windmill or a headbang or anything. But he's rocking out while obituary is doing their thing. And then he comes out when it's obituary time. Excuse me. get rocking out to cryptopsy. Then it's obituary time. And dude, you want death metal to be fun at the end of the day. I know everybody puts on the facade. One of my favorite moments for cannibal. The first time I ever saw cannibal, you know, corpse grinder doing his bit on stage, doing the fucking, I'm going to kill you all. And then, and I love that. And then, like, <laughs> as he's about to get into a song, somebody in the crowd, while everybody's got their game face on, somebody in the crowd just yells, yeah, let's boogie. And you see them all break and laugh. And so one of them's going, what did that guy say? And you see Corpse Grinder go, let's boogie. And they all had a little laugh. Whereas Obituary, it's just party all the time, dude. He even says the lyrics. He just made up what he thought sounded gruesome enough. Uh, at least on the first few albums. It's just like, again, we talk about the lyrics. They, they don't care. It's just there because they need lyrics for the songs. You know what I mean? It's all about the party atmosphere with them, dude. And it, it's just fun all the way through. And that was the big difference because I love Cannibal to Death. We're going to, it's going to be a good one when we do a Cannibal episode too. But I was like, how the fuck are Cannibal going to follow Obituary? And for me, they didn't. I, and I love them. They just, but like Cannibal just does the same thing over and over every time live. And again, love them for it. But dude, I wasn't expecting the vibe that obituary brought, dude. And John Tardy's doing the the hold the mic stand while walking across the stage singing a long thing. And like, you know, they do songs <laughs> that if they don't have, if it's not like, you know, because they have the songs that have no lyrics and it's just him going every once in a while or whatever. Yeah, they had slowly we rot. Yeah. And then they, they, they did full on songs where it's just instrumentals, man. Like obviously well, you have you have like um dying mm-hmm. off a of cause of death yeah. I mean, that's pretty much an instrumental yeah they did like three instrumental songs lest we fucking bury the lead too much the biggest song on spotify now and the one everybody points to oddly enough is redneck stomp the opening track off of um frozen in time right. and that's what they opened with i'm pretty sure they played it again like why not everybody fucking loved it and the whole time even though he's not doing anything musically, John Tardy's just rocking out with the rest of the band, and it's just a fun time, dude. Uh, and as far as like live footage, everybody points to this one video from either the late 
80s or early 90s on MTV Europe, I think it is, where after an interview with Obituary, it's this, I think they're playing London or something, somewhere in England, I want to say, and it's fucking kids just all over the place, just like stage diving like madmen, dude, and it's great, and that's just like, that's like considered like a staple live footage piece. Like, if you haven't seen them, yeah, live, I mean they're dude. pretty. They're they like they pretty much are a fucking hardcore band. Like, yeah, yeah, it's wild. For all intents and purposes, that's what they are. Like, but they have. Um, it almost reminds me of Typo Negative. Those those pseudo instrumental things where it's like you know shit like set me on fire and stuff like that, where they have lyrics, so it's not an instrumental, but I mean it's like two lines. Yeah, yeah. Where, but it's, you know it's, what I mean, like because. Yeah. Dying is like this kind of mid pace, like that kind of a pace kind of thing. I think there's a couple solos, and then also it's all Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe, and it just slows down for like the last like minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure all he says is die. Like yeah, just I think he's just saying dying, dude. Well, like, I remember that, that might be the case, but in some of them, Roadrunner claimed that even though it sounds like there's lyrics on some of those songs, there aren't. He's like literally just making noises, isn't it? Stank puss on slowly we rot or something like that's like that. I I always understood it as most of the album slowly we rot. <laughs> that's even was. Better. Oh, I, I, man. So I, initially, I thought it was the entire album. Of slowly we rot. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't think so either. Still, I, you know, fun. just listening to it recently, it's like, um, no, there's definitely lyrics here. Yeah, yeah. Now um, he may not have written them down. Yeah, yeah. He might just be freestyling shit. I mean, he's clearly saying actual fucking words. But I always, it was always not told to me, but known to me that you know yeah there was there was no actual lyrics written for the album mm-hmm. i uh, i could see that that's especially early on but, right yeah i think that's I, I think that's kind of bullshit like yeah going into a couple quick things before we move on to the list Our favorite album artwork well michael whalen cause of death Easily. I guess I'd have to go with that. Yeah. I, I really like the one for Inked and Blood, too, where it's the fucked up torso thing. Yeah, gonna, dude, that one's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm going to be referencing like that, that one well. a lot. Uh, but I, I just love the trajectory of Slowly We're Not. What is it? It's a dead dude in a gutter. Simple enough, right? Cause of death. It's half of the Michael Whalen photo or photo picture, the other one half going to um, Demolition Hammer for one of their albums. And then the whole story about. The cause of death one was originally supposed to go to Sepultura for Beneath the Remains, and then they ended up giving it to Obituary instead for Cause of Death, and <laughs> and and fucking Sepultura was pissed because that was Igor was like, dude, I got the fucking thing tattooed on me because I thought that was gonna be her album. Like that's that's pretty gnarly. And I guess John Tardy does backup <laughs> vocals on one of the songs on Beneath the Remains too. So, oops. Anyways, yeah, from. <laughs> random dead dude in the street to this nightmare scape by michael whelan and then this barren wasteland thing on incomplete um and then like what like it's just kind of industrial pollution thing on world demise like this yeah. is an interesting trajectory and then 
This is probably the only time this name is ever going to come up. So I have to do it here because I don't know whenever it would, but shout out to Bernie Wrightson for the back from the dead cover. Cause that whole album is just kind of phoned into me for a number of reasons. It's just kind of up. Oh, here's another album. Right. Didn't even go to Scott Burns, but like, and then just like, what are we going to do for this one? What's the album called back from the dead? Uh, zombies. But, uh, <laughs> but I didn't know it was Bernie Wrightson until last night. And Bernie Wrightson's the guy that co-created, um, swamp thing and he's worked on a shit ton of movies not the very least of which is uh, ghostbusters if you like a lot of those gnarly designs that was a lot of him dude like i was fucking freaked the fuck out by like when they escape and it's like gnarly cab driver guy apparently that was bernie wrightson he did the uh the librarian ghost design like big fucking shout out to bernie wrightson dude he's been one of my favorites for years and i didn't know the back from the dead cover was him till last night so that's awesome fucking big shout out huh. um everything else kind of whatever obituary the album is just like the logo right so um yeah that one was weird that's another one i'm not particularly fond of the guitar sound yeah i i think that was in response to inked and blood and that's the thing is i like oh do you have a favorite production job yes world demise Okay. I love the way that album sounds, but I mean, you know, it's, it's newer for the most part at the time it's newer. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that it would sound better. Yeah. Especially cause I feel like that's like when the sounds like flushed out, like to like, this is obituary. Right. Whereas the first two were like kind of this halfway where they're kind of figuring out their sound that they would flesh out later, but also kind of what was going on in death metal already at the time, you know, again, shout out to Scott Burns on those first four albums. I right, I, yeah. I want to actually do this if you're game one day do a top five Scott Burns or even just more sound releases I think that'd be good um yeah or even just a fucking straight up just tribute episode to fucking Scott Burns yeah yeah for sure uh and then maybe, on that maybe, tip maybe we need to get into that maybe that's another thing we could do like instead of doing you know because we we're gonna we're gonna be doing the um fuck what's it called the genre essentials mm -hmm. uh maybe we could have some uh add another like standalone kind of uh episode where we just pick a thing to just discuss i mean yeah for sure know. um yeah but on that tip also shout out to frozen in time a for being the comeback record when they you know reformed but B, I also like the artwork where it's like, because their mascot's kind of that dragon thing and it's like the dragon in snow or whatever, or ice, I guess. But also that was the final ever album that Scott Burns recorded and it was with Obituary. So you get to hear his production as modern as it gets now. You know what I mean? Like like the most recent thing he did. And it sounded awesome, man. Like for all things you considered, it was pretty great. Um, I also really liked the production on Inked and Blood, and that was the whole thing where like they were like, okay, we're gonna do it on our own. We're gonna just like set up a shed, and we're gonna get like because the whole point was to make it as raw sounding as possible and just like super organic. And then the room tones they ended up getting sounded awesome, and everybody complained that it sounded too polished. And they were like, dude, we just, that's the sounds we got, you know? Like, and so if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> the, the album after that obituary, the one you were talking about, was the response to that. Just like, all right, here, man. This is what we kind of sounded like before. So, but like, I, I really like that infinite blood sound, dude. In fact, yeah, that one was pretty good. The, you know what I didn't like on that one was he's singing a little bit higher. 
Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. He sounds he sounds really fresh though. Yes. I mean, I'll 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 definitely say that. Like he you know, it's pretty weird when you know, anytime you get a the, um, a situation where a singer sounds younger. Yeah, that was <laughs> you know, when they were kind I mean, of on their second wind. It doesn't dude. happen a whole hell of a lot, dude. So Yeah. Somehow um on Inked and Blood, he he definitely sounds a little bit younger. Yeah, I, I maybe not second wind, third wind, because like obviously they came back and had a, the the three albums. But yeah, man, when they when they struck out on their own, that was originally a crowdsourced album. I forgot, and then it ended ended up getting picked up by Roadrunner, and it was like their highest you know charting album in a while. And I remember that's when like the buzz, because when they came back, it was like okay, cool, Obituary's back. This is cool. But it was around then that like it really ramped up, and it was like fucking Obituary's back. You know what I mean? Like, and they've kind of been killing it extra hard ever since you know and that's where that all kind of started um music videos i know you're not a music video guy but have you seen any of note to my knowledge i've never seen an obituary video so incomplete is kind of whatever it's them playing okay right and then it was um i saw the video for don't care when i was a kid that was the exposure i had and it ties in with the whole thing where it's it's like it's little kids playing next to in a little stream or whatever next to a a power plant or whatever. So they're like covered in like toxic waste and their hair's falling out and shit. Um, huh. And they're playing in the background. You know, it's perfect because it's it's swamp. It's swampy music, and they're just they're playing in the swamp. It's it's like the ultimate Florida swamp band. You know what I mean? Right. And that much that's the band I think of the most when I think Florida death metal because of all it's it's it goes hand in hand with the music is just the feeling of Florida, gross, humid, fucking trudgy swamp. And I love it <laughs> for those reasons and more. Anyways, after that, <laughs> the video is kind of whatever the one for insane school. It's just them playing in a room. It's a lot of, it's just playing in a room, but, um, extra special shout out. I really hope I get this guy's name, right? Balaz Balaz Groff. So I think this guy's European. And uh, like he's been doing their shit for years now, where it's it's like funny cartoon obituary, and it's the video for violence is the one that started it off, where it's 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 uh, them loading up the van to get ready to go to the show, and John going hurry up we're gonna be late, and then they're getting chased by zombies and he's singing the song as they're driving the van <laughs> trying to get away from the zombies, get on time to the show, um, and then when they get to the venue they see that they screwed up and the show's actually the next day. It's like obituary. It's like death metal Scooby-Doo and it's great. And then there's a sequel <laughs> that picks up right from where that one left off for 10,000 ways to die. And it's also great. And it's just, it's, it goes hand in hand with the, Hey man, we're not trying to be ultra brutal. We're just trying to have fun vibe. And it's sick. I love when cartoons and death metal mix. And these are two are some of the best examples. And since then he did advertisements for their, um, their tour with a bot where they like hang out and he, and he gets all pissed off because he has to hang out in the sun because they're in florida like funny stuff like that they did he did an advertisement for him when they did one of those you know metal cruise things and to, to the point where now there's obituary shirts where it's them in their cartoon form and i love it i need a goddamn obituary shirt i just realized i don't have any like i i might I get got one, one of those yeah I, i'm pretty sure i've seen it right i Isn't got one it? recently Oh, you get one recently. I thought you had an incomplete shirt for some reason. 
No, I've never had one. I, I always want, I same with you, man. Like I almost, I always wanted one just for some reason, just never did. Huh. You know, it's like other shit catches your eye at the moment, you know? Yeah. And at the I'm moment gonna... you're going to buy one. And I mean, I did stop buying band shirts for like quite a while, whatever. So it's like, well, yeah, same. you know, that's how it goes. But I used to see people have like the, the fucking, uh, Oh my God. Cause of death hoodies. Oh, you know, and I was just like, fuck, like, you know, I, I could just never, I recently just bought my very first band hoodie. <laughs> oh, really? Which one? Let's see. I bought devourment butcher of the week mm. and Discord cranial. Yeah. 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 I, um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I mean that I got those two uh, cranial impalement. There you go. Um, heads up, man. When you buy stuff from Indie Merch Store, man, it's kind of a hit or miss. It's kind of a bummer. It shouldn't be, but it is. Um, mm. It's hit or miss in the sense that, like, my obituary shirt, like the obituary logo, is not as bright red mm. okay. as it should be, which is strange. It's more <laughs> of a deep red. Yeah. Well, you know what's Some interesting? Of the stuff you get doesn't have as much color. Interesting. Okay. Well, it's funny you say that. I was noticing the uh, the font for the incomplete on the incomplete um, cover art varies from version to version. I was like, oh, interesting. Hmm. Which is nothing new, but it's just interesting to see that. I never noticed that before. Kind of like the um, Whisper Supremacy by Cryptopsy. The logo is different. It's in a different spot for uh, North America than it is for Europe. It's like little things like oh, that. Shit. Yeah. That's I don't know. And I don't know that I have a preference for either. Cause I kind of like how it looks on some of them where it's like, I don't remember which version it is, but it's uh, the cryptopsy logos. Like, you know, where it would be big front, you know, above the picture on the top. But then there's a, the, uh, whatever the other version is, it's like in the top left corner, I think it is, or something like that. I don't know. It all looks good to me. Uh, I'm trying to think what else before we get into the list. I don't know what else there is to cover. I will say when Donald Tardy was playing with um, Andrew WK on Saturday Night Live, I thought it was cool that in the end credits thing where everybody comes out and waves goodbye, including the band, he was wearing an obituary sweatshirt and pointing at the logo. And I didn't know that till recently. I've seen that episode before and I was like, how did I not notice him doing that? That's great. <laughs> also, because that was the thing too, was I remember that what kind of set the wheels in motion for the obituary reunion was uh, Andrew WK playing Florida in 2002. And for the last three songs, I think it was, it was Donald Tardy and John Tardy getting back together on stage and John Tardy singing obituary songs with Andrew WK's band or something like that. And I was like, that's sick. And, I, and then they got back together the next year. Because uh, that. I remember being a kid thinking I was never going to be able to see him because they were already broken up. Now I've seen just about every band that I thought I'd never be able to see again, which I'm stoked on. But, you know, it's different when you're a kid and you don't know what's what just yet. Um, shit. Oh, okay. And I also didn't know that on Incomplete, Trevor Perez actually wanted to experiment with um, having digital drum sounds because he was into industrial, which they shot down. But that ended up becoming the impetus for starting Meat Hook Seed with Mitch Harris, friend of the show. Um, right. I had no idea that was what started that project. I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah, I could talk about this band all fucking day. I love Obituary, so let's just get right into it. Let's get into the list. The list! Let's see. That was so weird. I, I don't know what that was about. 
that's all right. We're we're <laughs> trying new things. We're feeling it out. It's Any all good. Just disappeared. Right on. Uh, I mean, I don't have any honorable mentions. Do you? Oh, really? Okay, so I'm the opposite, dude. I had to trim my shit down so much just to get a reasonable number. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I've I've got tons of. I just didn't bother. Like, I mean, yeah. I I would say solid state. All right. Um, fucking awesome jam. I mean, it's pretty much the standard. Um, so, I mean, it's, I, I mean, there's several things off of, uh, off of world demise. I would say anything off the incomplete, nothing made my list. <laughs> so I would say the incomplete, uh, title track. Uh, I do like that one. I also like in the end of life being fun, almost all call of death, whatever. Yeah. A cause of death. See, this is what I was talking about. This is a slippery fucking slope. That's why. Well, I, that's to... I mean, <laughs> I, so that's why I didn't write any down. Cause I was just yeah. like, I mean, there's not a ton of like, it's not like I like every fucking song of theirs. I am um, another, another shout out to early stuff that I've, I just uh, you know, really fucking like, I do like till death. And I, I like that middle part. And then internal bleeding is, is another cool fucking song. I don't know if there anything really stood out to me that big off of the newer stuff i mean other than um inked and blood is is pretty good I and mean, visions in my head or not visions in my head um violent by nature was uh one that kind of stood out but nothing real standout stuff because i mean it's just it just it's all obituary man yeah for sure yeah i feel that so i'm gonna go with the standout track for me on the first album slowly rewrought from the album slowly rewrought that's exactly what I'm talking about. That vibe, dude, that trudging through the swamp, just it's fucking with that shitty digital bell sound, that sampled bell thing, dude. Like, I love it, dude. Late eighties, death metal gloominess to the max. I love it. It just conjures an image in my head. Makes me think of swamp thing. Kind of, even though swamp thing (laughs) is in Louisiana and not Florida, but like, I love it, dude. And then the only other one I, I felt like I needed to bring up was, again, we talked about their big comeback in what's now the middle of their discography, Frozen in Time Ago, and with the one that had the video insane, dude. Fucking just solid comeback track. An example of the most fresh modern take we're going to get from Scott Burns ever again. And again, what a way to leave that career behind. Um, so those are my honorable mentions. Let's get into it. What's your number five? My number five is Threatening Skies off of Back from the Dead. It's one of the faster ones, but even then, it's simple. It's like a Motorhead song. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's. It's like when these guys are just obituary, they're more like you know Celtic Frost. When they get fast, they're like Motorhead a little bit. Right, yeah. You know, just super fucking simple. But I like that. You know, I'm trying to see if there was... Um, it's almost like a little two-steppy in the middle part. Not much of a solo to it. But yeah, the, that was one of the reasons that I always kind of liked this song was it's, you know, quote unquote fast right but it's it's fast all the way through it 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 doesn't it doesn't slow down right 
which is strange for them because they got lots of stuff that's at that mid tempo, like like crowbar fast, right? I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it's, it's only so crowbar. fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, it's it's same kind of deal with these guys, and then when they do get fast, you know, or faster, it's that's that's about as as good as it gets, you know. And it's yeah, but the but it does stand out when they do. It sounds pretty cool when they do, and I guess I mean you know like we talked about before. I mean they're super fucking simple, so it's like. Nothing you got to think about too much. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing you have to really like pay ultimate attention to, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of just, you know what this band is like fucking awesome for. If you don't want to have to think about your music or examine your music or analyze your music, which, you know, a lot of people don't, I get it, mm-hmm. but man, if you don't want to be too much into it, dude, if you just want to fucking bang your head, dude. Yep. 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 You know, like that's exactly what this band is awesome for dude absolutely dude truly um let's see what's number five for you so it's funny i actually while you were talking i just changed two around because i just had a change of heart and it was funny right before i thought i had a pretty solid list coming in to where i was like i don't even need to fucking really think about listening to anything else you heart because i know what my songs have been for years and they're gonna be but then when I looked at my list right before we got started, I was like, why does this not look right? Why, why do I feel like I'm missing something? So I changed a couple things around and now I'm pretty solid on this list. So now my number five, you talked about it already. Title track and complete fucking nice. Awesome riff right there already. The way the vocals interplay with the, you know, rhythms. When it, cli- when it that weird climb, like it's so it's so strange to me for for obituary but yeah do with the the way those toms are you know like it's i love the opening riff to this one but this whole this whole song is like Really good, pretty fucking standard. And that's this is one where they've got those kind of like those high squeals, like on this on the like the little lead parts, you know, mm-hmm. that really kind of let you know, like okay, like you know, it's not Al, it's not James Murphy, but I mean, Alan West is pretty um, prominent yeah. on this song. Yeah, that that's end just... part that at the end towards the end, you know, good pace on the jam. Yeah, man. It's just, it's full of memorable riffs. It's one of the more like, you know, unique riff songs. And you know, what's yeah, funny is I didn't really definitely. appreciate it enough until I did the, we've talked about, you know, the uh, Roadrunner album or excuse me, Roadrunner United album in the past. They also did the Roadrunner United show to go along with it that same year. Oh, right, right. And uh, Glenn Benton came out and he did, uh, he did this song with whoever i don't even remember who the band was but he came out and did the song and in the behind the scenes thing he talks about yeah they approached me and did and said do you want to do the incomplete by obituary and i said not really very glenn brenton response like full on because like when he came out when he came out to do whatever deicide song it was he came out full costume leather armor shit like he used to do back in the day yeah when he was doing incomplete he didn't bother learning the song he like he had a little book in front of him yeah yeah i remember that yeah and it was just like (laughs) dressed down glenn benton it was funny but it was like watch that and it was like then i went back and i was like oh yeah this song does kick ass i mean are they friends there wasn't much I don't know. between these four, right? I mean, I, I, th- I think there had to have been a little bit. I mean, just I, yeah, in that, I would in that think sense so. of we want to be the best. But yeah, 
but I think obituary is by far the most chill. And in the, uh, in the second video, whatever one I said, uh, let's see, I got it up here. The cartoon one, uh, 10,000 ways to die. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's in the beginning. Cause they're in some, whatever club it has cartoon Glenn Benton. And I'm pretty sure Steve Isham or Isham, however you say his name from a side. Yeah going hey what's up and giving each other high fives when they walk in or whatever so i would have to think so right because i mean i otherwise man you know it's like dude you can't ask a member of deicide to do a fucking obituary song when really yeah. i mean did anybody do any deicide songs there it was it was glenn benton did it i don't remember what fucking song it was but yeah glenn benton was there to do the deicide song too and that's when he came out in the full or leather armor and shit I just don't remember them doing any fucking. I just. I wish I remembered what song it was. I could look it up right now. Um, on that tip. Speaking of deicide and obituary on this in the same breath. Honorable shout out to um, Unfit Earth, all by Napalm Death on uh, Harmony Corruption when they went to Florida to do the Scott Burns production at Morris Sound because they wanted to be part of that whole thing. And uh, and it's you got Glenn Benton and John Tardy doing backup vocals. And the story from Barney was uh, they didn't know what the vocals or the lyrics were when they were coming in. And it's a song about environmentalism. So I guess when uh, Glenn Benton came in, he was like, wait, what am I singing about or something like that? <laughs> However, on the actual song, when it's Glenn Benton's turn, he's just doing his little high pitch thing, which, OK, whatever. But when it's Barney and um, John Tardy doing vocals at the same time, it's so fucking sick. It, it's that that's probably my favorite men, our moment on that album because I'm not actually big on that album. But like when it's Barney and fucking John Tardy at the same time, it's so sick. Moving right along, what's your number four? So my number four is the opening track off Cause of Death, it's the first obituary song I ever heard is Infected. You know, it's just kind of like loosely introing. Yeah. You know, with some, you know, just not, I mean, I don't, I'm wondering what's driving me fucking crazy. My headphones were on backwards. Um, <laughs> it's just where the cable comes out. It doesn't matter because we're just talking. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, where the cables come out is fucking kill me. But man, when it all of a sudden the drums come in, and it has that the big fucking huge whammy fucking whale from James Murphy, like fucking oh my god, dude! And it's a sick fucking opening solo, and I'm trying to see exactly where it is, so you don't get, I think. You don't get vocals until like a minute 40 in, but it's a pretty fast. I mean, again, fast for a picture. Yeah. But it's, relative just, fast. But it's, it's got the really fast. And all of a fucking just these huge fucking chords, dude. I mean, it's just fucking. And it, I don't know what he says. I'm going to look up the fucking lyrics real quick. But it sounds like he says the killing. The killing. Da, 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 da. Like, in fact, in fact, like to the echo on it. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, man, it's so fucking bad. It's one of the better ways to fucking um, open an album 
in my opinion. Okay, so it hits those fucking chords that and it's just dying soon the one they save tearing rid you of your limbs infection Mm. and it has the echo and it says soon sets in fucking dude it's just so fucking cool man like i this first song i heard first song that hooked me first one was like yep like this shit is just like a whole different thing and and i mean it's so much different than the death metal that i knew of mm-hmm. i mean i barely knew who death was because I, I i guarantee you i hadn't heard like fucking leprosy or spiritual healing at all not right. yet because i had i didn't listen to death again after after i heard scream bloody gore in like literally in 87 maybe i listened to it in 88 i think i didn't listen to him again until human came out so mm. So this was, it was like, okay, I knew Cannibal Corpse, I knew Suffocation, you know, old Sepultura, if you count that. Mm-hmm. And then it was this, and it was just like, so there's all this fast, 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 and then all of a sudden, fucking, you know. Yeah, let's take it all the other way, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But I mean, you know, right after that first fucking, you know, chorus, you know, you got a little bit of a, a solo from Murphy. They're really cool about, um, what do you call it? I mean, not not. I'm not trying to say like simple riffs, but like like ringing, like yeah, ringing like huge, just... uh, huge sounding like chordy riffs. And I think that's where the the slowness comes in. Is it it really lets those those chords just <clears throat> like really the chords can just like grate like a cheese grater right across your face, you know? Right. Yeah. I dig it, man. That's that's you know one of the more standout aspects, man. And on the whole outro riff, the fucking, you know, it's a play off that fucking main chorus riff. Ah, fuck, man. It's just so fucking good, dude. What's your number four? So it's funny. Now I'm looking at my list and I'm like, okay, this really, really is. I'm really teaching myself what my favorite <laughs> shit is now because I'm looking. Oh, it's kind of like I was suspecting both the, uh, my next four or two songs each from the two records I thought I liked the most. And this is confirmation. So going with final thoughts from world demise nice slow it's my number three before there we, we go get to it perfect it's my number three. <laughs> oh, this is Dude. perfect just that the patterns the riffs man even the little very obviously fake gun sound at the beginning i love oh uh, it's a terrible gun sound dude like yeah. i i wish that that would that i wish that would change mm-hmm yeah well like man so i've even made like a rap beat out of this fucking song i mean not that that's anything to brag about on this podcast i guess but i mean just that fucking but man the fucking dude the part you know the part god damn it yeah man that's gotta be one of my favorite things fucking ever fucking it's just so good man they really are the masters of just making something so simple but so cool you know what i mean and you know what else too it's the shit they're not playing in between parts it's like that you know the air Oh, that, <laughs> ah, dude, just, like that weird little sound yeah 
Uh, just oh, are you talking about like the space between spaces? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah, like like just yeah. the the absences of certain things, especially when like before the vocals kick in and like the oh, drums. Yeah. It's just that you know, it's that that room echo of the drums just kind of reverberating. It's just fucking ah. Yeah, and I mean, there's a weird effect on the song too. They have playing in the background like a gurgling sound. Yeah, yeah. But man, it's just when, yeah, when it cuts in between there, it's just ba da ba ba da ba. It's all dead, and then all of a sudden, fucking bah, 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 bah. like there's no way I could not headbang to this fucking song. Yeah, I'm literally headbanging right fucking now. Like I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but dude, I don't care, <laughs> dude. It's so fucking good, man. Yeah, because like I'm listening to it. It's fuck. It's yeah. fucking awesome, dude. It's an all time classic, dude. Like fucking hell. Oh yeah, dude. I love Joss's fucking. Yeah, what you know, is he it? has that bit? I mean, I haven't listened to his shit in a long time. No, right. Like, so I'm like, what is it? But um, yeah, he made his own version. But he has this little fucking, you know, his he has his segments, right? And they all have like yeah. their own little theme song. And so his is like fucking, it's him. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. And I'm pretty sure it's just final thoughts. That's what I thought. I, 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 yeah, I don't know what else it would be. But he did. He didn't use. You know, he just didn't use a clip from their song. He just like did his own fucking thing or whatever. I feel like it's something with one additional thoughts because he's like, I think. Oh, yes, like, yes. Yeah. It's additional thoughts. I was like, yeah. there's like a there's another syllable. You know what it was? It was I say, and there's like an additional syllable in there. And it's like, oh, that's what it is. Additional. Yeah. All right. So there we go. Right. Does that mean Dude, I just towards the towards the that fucking like when the solo kicks in uh-huh. and just. It's so cool because like he'll just I mean you, you don't hear it a lot from singers, but man, he's just over top of that solo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. And the solos play, it's like, dude, most singers don't sing stuff over the fucking solo. Mm-hmm. And I just love it because he just doesn't give a fuck, dude. He's like, whatever, man. Like it all, it's all good. It's fucking oh, classic, man. man. I love it. So fucking awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised. Well, not really. I I tried to, I guess, get it higher. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, on one hand, I'm surprised because I like it so much. But then I look at my my two and my one, and I'm just like, okay, like you know, no, yeah, it's definitely where it needs to be. But fuck, dude, it's just so fucking cool, dude. And to me, that's like the. That fucking main that you know, like that's the main like, what do you call um, standard obituary? This is what we do, kind of riff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Alan West initially brought to Six Feet Under as well, like because that first Six Feet Under has a first Six Feet Under album has a lot of that same kind of riffs on it. Yeah, for sure. So that's your number four. That's my number three. So we're skipping right to number my number three. three. All right. Fucking same album, dude. You never forget your oh, first. Fuck. Don't care. Oh, motherfucker. Okay. Hold on a second. Cause this ah. is my number one. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> I like Let's it. Let's just get into it right now though. All right. Cool. 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 And then the second part. Dude, two of my all-time favorite fucking riffs, dude. Mm -hmm. That's just perfect the way it is, dude. I love it. Fuck, it's so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. 
again when when corn said that their groove came partly from obituary that uh, when i and i was thinking about the song i was like that makes fucking sense dude yeah yeah and then hearing that particular kind of because that was like technically in that sense my first exposure to that particular kind of death metal vocal you know what i mean like i was like right he's a little higher but he's never really super low exactly yeah it, he, it's it's like know? a perfect mid this is like that and you know yeah yeah late 80s chuck perfect mid yeah and he doesn't really do a lot of high stuff i mean well the high is more like the yeah you know, yeah like the zombie exactly. the dead sounding thing yeah that, that i love about him is he sounds like he's dying on the microphone yeah but like you know that that for you know the little fucking drum fills of shit and then i mean towards Toward the but there's that end riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a simple song, like all their shit. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think this might be because it's um, and it's probably it might be the guitar sound. It's really clear. Yeah, the production on the album is very clear. Yeah. I really like that about it. I mean, obviously, cause of death's rough, man. It's 1990. You know, the just the equipment's not there. This is 95. I mean, we've made huge leaps and bounds in in production equipment, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but the album's very clear, so I think it sounds a little bit heavier. But this was the first time I heard Obituary, and I thought, Jesus, this sounds like a fucking hardcore band. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think that's what people don't like about it. Screw them. But I think the reason why is because this song isn't a death metal lyrically fucking song it's a fuck you Mm -hmm. to everybody you know it's i don't care what you say yeah you know like i i i mean you could just play this at my funeral (laughs) (laughs) fucking (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) yeah i mean it's like my mantra for fucking life right i mean i don't care what you say like it's but yeah um more from you because i want to hear where because this you said this is the first one you heard i bring it up all the time dude loud saturday night oh, from yeah. much music george strombolopoulos now fucking strombolopoulos yeah i was gonna say now cnn correspondent but i think he's doing his own thing now but like yeah man this was just one of those that i had been hearing the name for a while i've been seeing the logo and i was like this is that band right on i could get into this you know what i mean it, just, it wasn't like there was much of a learning curve as there was with some bands. Like the first time I heard like morbid angel or something like that, this was easy to get into right away. A testament to, again, their more simple or simplistic nature, but like, you know, that video. Cause I mean that and incomplete were their only videos for years and years and years. So these, those, you know, and or don't care was the only song I heard for years and years and years. And that's all I needed to carry me through for a while. It's just like, I just knew with that video, I was an obituary fan from the jump, dude. Right. Um, and I was just like, I thought it was cool. Like you said, it was just like, wait, he's playing a strat and it sounds like that. <laughs> all right, cool. And then Alan West was playing some sort of blue Ibanez thing. Um, and I was a Ibanez fan at the time, still am. And I was just like, Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, man, that's that's a hell of a first way to make an impression, and then you hear. More I think this like, is right the on. first one I bought, like, because I'm pretty sure I recorded "Slowly We Rot, We Rot," and "Cause of Death." I don't think I ever actually, at the time, I don't mm-hmm. think I owned the incomplete. 
Hmm. In fact, I'm positive I didn't. I didn't own that one for quite a while. And you this know was what? The first one I this was the first one I actually bought because I think it was the newest one at the time. Right. Because I was going to say, like as they've done with a lot of you know older Roadrunner bands that Roadrunner kind of just whatever. It's crazy to think how long Obituary was with Roadrunner too, considering how many changes went throughout the years of them being on that label. But like they packaged together, I think it was slowly rewritten cause to death later on or cause of death later on. And then I think it was end or yeah, incomplete and world demise later on too. And that's just how they did things. It's like they did the, uh, the first two exhorter records. That was the only way to get them for a while was packaged together on one CD like that or whatever it was. Right. Right. But that might be the only way to still get them on CD. I have no idea. Cause I haven't bought a CD in a while. And I still need some of these records one of these days just yeah. to have them. But like, just think that like for an entire generation, that's probably the only way they would have been able to experience it on CD. You know what I mean? I don't remember who the other bands were. Oh, the big one is, is Effigy of the Forgotten. And I think is Breeding the Spawn or is it Pierced from Within? You know what? I can find that out right now. Just because I remember that's like the only way you can get Effigy right now is it would package together with whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, because I remember I that remember, being a big thing. Yeah, that was that was kind of a weird thing, but it was also kind of cool because I mean, you know, it's two for one. I mean, yeah, but like also the artwork is all squished down. If you like, that's at the that's the thing that I thought always fucking sucked about it was like you don't get the fucking cool artwork. I mean, I mean, technically you get double the artwork, but you don't get it as as big or whatever. Yeah, I mean, okay. That was that was always the bummer going from like records to tape was the yeah. fact that the artwork was super small on a tape. Yeah, so it is Effigy and Pierced from Within, which I'm just like, I, I would get them putting Breeding the Spawn with it e together just because of time, but like at the same time, nobody likes Breeding the Spawn, so it's cool that they have the two good Runner Runner ones on there, right? So, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, real for quick, sure. just to satisfy my own curiosity now. Let's see. Yeah, it's Slowly We Rotten Cause of Death together and then Incomplete and World Demise together, which makes sense. Uh, going back to Roadrunner earlier, it was Dead by Dawn was the Deicide song that he came out for, oh. which is what I thought. I just wanted to be double sure because I was I like, just, no, that's yeah, too obvious. Yeah I, yeah, I just forgot that uh, he that I always just thought like uh, it just kind of seemed like Deicide was the forgotten they always seem like the forgotten death metal band. Kind of. I think they were way more prominent back in the day before there were other options. You know what I mean? There's faster bands now. There's more satanic bands now. There's more intense bands. They were important for the precedent they set. But like, I love death, fucking obituary, and Morbid Angel way more. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. In fact, we should probably save that for a DSI episode. 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 Yeah, for sure. Um. Anyways, uh, where are we now? I'm Let's all messed see. up. So we are on. Oh wow. Okay. So wait, am I going first? Uh, I believe so. You're you're number <laughs> two, right? I you still got to so, do yeah, number two. Yeah, we're okay. on my number two. Yeah, and it is fucking starts off segued from the first track. Fucking body bag, dude, off a of cause of death. Nice. Track two. It's really crazy though, because like 
I remember this opening part being a lot longer. Hmm. Interesting. Like back in the day, I was listening to it. Um, fuck, when was that? It was like probably a few days ago. But when it starts, goes into the down, 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 it's got the fucking kick drums humming underneath it. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the fast part. And then it all of a sudden just <laughs> the whole fucking thing stops. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and it's like, it sounds like the, like the song ends. Yeah. Yeah. And they just started another song. Like, so if you're listening to shit on shuffle, which I had it on shuffle. Right. Yeah. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, cause I thought the first part was the first slow part was longer. It's only like a, a, like a minute or so. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into this whole other thing. And then the whole thing stops and it goes into one of their patented slow riffs, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, for sure. I, I, it's funny. I had that same experience where I was like, Oh, track three now, huh? Oh no, it's right. It's still the same one. It's, it's so weird, but like, cause you can get confused too, because it's another situation where to, in my opinion, infected body bag chopped in half circle tyrants and dying mm-hmm. like those first five tracks man no one's a cover but fuck dude that is a fucking banger of a five song run right there most definitely dude you know but then you've got some james murphy solo action towards the end of it and you got the fucking with the drums fucking lots of like quite a bit of tom work for considering there's a solo happening, you know, and then it drops back into that fucking and it ends off with that riff. So that, that whole section bookends it. I don't know if I was just like, if I would just get high and space off the middle part or something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I just always thought that fucking part was a lot longer. Yeah, no, I I feel that I I it's it's and it's interesting going back and forth and seeing not just the song lengths but how long some parts go on than others throughout their entire discography, especially on Cause of Death. I feel like Cause of Death might have the longest songs, right? Probably. Yeah, they're they're pretty long. And the weird thing about um, one of the weird things about Cause of Death is. There's a lot of stuff on there where, where like, there's no, like, there's a lot of instrumental sections. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not, it's because the songs are, are fairly long. I mean, they're not, let's, let's not get fucking crazy. They're not ridiculous, but 535, 549, there's one that's 539, another's 511. But, like, it seems longer because there's, there's not a lot of lyrics for one right on some of them like i said that 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 song dying dude there's only like i don't even i think it's, i think it's just one word i think all he says is the di- or two words he says the dying or something like that mm-hmm. and i mean it's only at the end dude that shit is fucking four and a half minutes long yeah yeah it's it's stuff like that 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 makes the album seem a little bit fucking longer than it is because you can kind of dive into these fucking parts and you can kind of get lost in these different fucking things. But also I think that they have a lot of these standout parts that sound similar to another standout part. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a lot of times, man, you can get kind of stuck thinking you're listening to the same fucking song. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel that for sure. You know, so then it's like, well, fuck how long is this song? 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, it's a totally different song. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's that too, which is really cool. I mean, especially with this album, I don't think it really happens with any of their other stuff. Exactly. That's another reason I think it kind of, you know, amongst the rest of their discography stands on its own as its own album. Um, Let's see. We are on to number two for you. All right. So here's where things transition a bit. I, I'm, I'm guessing, fuck, man. You know, it's funny after this, after everything we've been doing, I feel like I'm probably going to spend the rest of the day listening to obituary still <laughs> kind of like we did with crowbar. Um, you're going to totally redo your list. No, I don't think that just I just be kicking yourself in the fucking ass over. I mean, possibly, but like now I really have to figure <laughs> out if my favorite album is world demise or inked and blood, because these next two are from inked and or yeah, inked and blood. So it's funny because they have two or two songs on the album with violence in the title or violin or whatever you want to say, because they also have violent by nature. And then this song just simply entitled violence going with the theme of the, you know, very blatant blunt kind of starter death metal lyrics yeah. song titles, <laughs> even right. Um, it's just a fun kind of upbeat song, man. That, that's the thing is the upbeat songs are very prominent on this album. And this is the one with the funny video where they have to get to the gig on time while being chased by zombies at the same time. And it's just fun, man. Like, I know they played this. They played a shit ton of inked and blood stuff on that show with uh, Cannibal Corpse. And it worked, you know. Everybody was having a good time. It was Wait, a good did mix you take violence or violent by nature? Violence. Uh, and it's only oh, okay. two minutes and six seconds. Yeah, you took the hardcore song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm taking another one soon, so... Like, like there's something to that, dude, even more so on the next song, but like, yeah, it's, it's definitely this one for sure. Cause it's a down, 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 that almost kind of D beat drum beat kind of thing going. Like, it's just fun. It's pretty much a D beat. I mean, close as you can get to a D beat without being a D beat, I guess, but yeah, D sharp beat. We'll call it <laughs> maybe. I don't know, but like, yeah, man, it's just a fun song. And the video is awesome. Man, I'm probably going to get that goddamn cartoon obituary shirt. That's just the guy did a really good. The guy follows me too on Instagram. Shout out, guy. I wish I could pronounce your name correctly, but thanks for following. Um, it's just fun looking, dude. Like, if you haven't seen these videos, yeah, start with violence and then do 10,000 Ways to Die because 10,000 Ways to Die is the sequel. Uh, it's just fun. It's just a fun song. Yeah, they're a fun band. I love it, man. They're not too cool. They they're just like, hey everybody, we're just having fun. Shout out to Donald Tardy for having a cat sanctuary. That's that's cool. Like, Dude, I read about that and I told Deja about it because I was like, oh my god, like that's so many fucking cats. Yeah, man, like it's cool. Yeah, there's a cool little video. Uh, I think specifically about that too. Like, if there's an interview about that specifically. You can find on YouTube, and it's cool to get his insight. They just seem like cool relaxed guys for the most part so i feel like we're skipping around a lot because of where our placements are so does that mean it's my number one already yes fucking balls yeah, all right mine, cool. is, mine is don't care <laughs> great song um yeah, it got confusing for a second for sure yeah man my number one is actually also a number one as far as track listings go off the same album man i'm going centuries of lies which is a full two seconds longer than my previous song. So it's 208. <laughs> the short, fast songs, man. Like, like there's just something about like what did I what was I saying? Um, you know, 
don't care makes me want to bob my head the same way I would to a lot of mad ball. The uh, violence kind of picks up the tempo, kind of just you tapping your foot, kind of. This is a fucking, again, r- relative fast, right? Faster for obituary. And he's just chugging along, dude. And the little double bass parts as he's holding up the nice! Like, it's sick, dude. And what well, I think really sold it to me live. Or excuse me, I just I said it right there. What really made it stick out to me was seeing them play it live, dude. That that slayed. They started the show with Redneck Stomp, which already gets the crowd going, and then they just went right into Centuries of Lies, and it was fucking sick, dude. Like it's it's if if I go that, to listen to Obituary, I'm usually that starting little, with this. Uh, yes. and yeah, and then him ramping up with the vocals. Yeah. Triplet fucking city on that little break, that little triplet breakdown. Yeah. yeah and him going in the in there and shit. Like, and then, but once it gets into that, you know, again, when it gets back into the double bass with the like, and then going, the, Ooh, like, come on, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. It's it. That is perfectly the perfect example of Freddie Madball calling them the best hardcore band that's not a hardcore band, dude. It's so oh, sick. Yeah, easily. Oh man. I it's mean, no wonder this band is so beloved, man. Come on. Yeah, for sure. They've and that's the thing, like they have a lot of fucking songs like this. Yeah. You know, they may not be as fast. I mean, maybe not so much back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, but especially after like their comeback mm-hmm. in what, two thousand five? 2005 is when the album came out. The, they got back together formally in 2003. Yeah. So, like, that's, I mean, especially after that, dude. I mean, there's so much of this stuff, you yeah. know, because it's almost like they were just like, you know, fuck it. Like, and, and they just embraced it a little bit more, you know? Yeah. That's the I thing, mean, man. Not- like, in addition to those candlelight albums just not being available, I like, they're cool. They're as cool as just about all the other ones. It's just they're not as, like, yeah, they're all right. out. I- you know, I didn't miss that they weren't on Spotify much. Yeah, you know, but like they're cool. But yeah, man, the one, you know, Inked in Blood and Frozen in Time are among my favorites, dude. Like, it's a pretty solid discography all throughout. Considered, you know, again, you could take certain songs and leave others, and have like a cool compilation CD or whatever, right? But overall, man pretty good they never had a weird industrial wannabe marilyn manson <laughs> album right like yeah i guess that's the right. only, you know they, as far yeah, as their contemporaries really yeah I, I, not throwing I mean, too I much shade animal corpses done that i don't really we think know about it it's just like about yeah <laughs> and the remix album of it too. obvious yeah i um <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, as soon as I was thinking, I was like, ah, none of the other bands strayed too much. Death just evolved. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, all right. Anyways. Yeah, death, uh, death just went for a whole different fucking thing, man, over time. But mm-hmm. it's weird, too, because I think a lot of the reasons why people were people allow that is because he was also getting new members every fucking time. Yeah, that's true, too. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, the same guys, but we're going to try something completely different. I think people would not hate on them, but people would see that as a, a slight, you know. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel that. Again, shout out to Obituary for having a pretty good average number of core members, right? So good on them there. 
Oh, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, the one guy I know whose favorite metal band is Obituary is Vincent from the Acacia Strain. So shout out to him, first of all. Happy birthday, even though it's been like a week. I had to get his favorite album last night, so I asked him, and he said it was Cause of Death very specifically. And he also included saying, I, I forgot until he mentioned this, they had a streaming event recently where they did three shows, three different weekends, uh the first was they played slowly we rot in full the third was like rare tracks and then the second one the one he talked about very specifically was playing cause of death front to back and a lot of other people that were in the chat were talking about that too as being a very pivotal night being able to watch them play that in its entirety apparently it got screwed up in the beginning and they had to restart the whole thing but after that it was apparently very good to watch i, I was bummed i missed all of those but yeah, wanted to wanted to get a little two cents from Vincent because I know that's his favorite metal band. So thanks for oh, some yeah. input there. And now we get into the top songs on Spotify. Okay, we talked about before Redneck Stomp. We've been talking about that for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> as being number one. Yeah. By like fourteen by like four million plays, dude. Yep. Like that's just weird. So they have the single Dying World. Um, trying to remember which one on anything else. If it's not on the last album, I think it's in the little compilation thing that came out between the two albums because they had one that had, um, oh, because there's a dying world and then they have that single, uh, for no, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But they had two two bonus tracks on that compilation album that were for that album specifically. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember that. I'm trying to remember which one's yeah, which. Say, before I do, before I do this, maybe I should fucking scroll all the way down. But I don't see any of that. I just see like you know they because they do have some stuff that's not on here anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Lowest is that one, a dying world, and then it's body bag. Um, not quite a million plays, just about over a little over six hundred thousand. And then the next one would be ten thousand ways to die off the newest album. There you go. Eight forty six. And next would be Infected at 898. Let's see. So after that, we got Violence, mm-hmm. which is your jam. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's got a million four. And then Sentence Day is a million seven. And that's off the newer one. Man, I just had a hard time listening to that newest album, dude. I feel that. I like I like um, it, but I don't like it as much as Dinked in Blood. It's just a, a sonic thing. I I just don't like the sound as much off it, but yeah, Inked and Bud's really fucking cool. And see, that's another one like, like a uh, world of minds. It's, it's very clear. It, it's yeah. Very well produced. So after violence, then we get into the two, the after sentence day, then we get into the 2 million. So at 2.6, we have chopped in half. Mm-hmm. Um, then at 2.9, we have slowly brought, which is surprised me. And this one actually really surprised me. I did this one almost made my fucking list. Be honest with you at 3.988. Mm-hmm. You have visions in my head off of ink and blood. Sick. So, I mean, solid. Uh, that one, that one tracks. really caught my ear. Yeah. That one caught my ear because he just, um, that's the one that I listened to where I thought, man, he sounds a lot younger. Yeah, I yeah, I could feel that. Yeah, uh, if that makes sense. So so yeah, I mean, he it sounds it rejuvenated. List, yeah, that's solid. Yeah, a little endings, man. Uh, I guess you could probably yeah. Fucking, that's it, man. We love obituary. It's pretty open and shut. Fuck yeah. Uh, hit us up. Let us yeah. know what your favorite stuff is. Are is are you the guy whose favorite is incomplete? Are you the one buying all the copies? Let us know, man. We love hearing from you. Hit us up. 
get involved in the conversation. Let the us know inc- what your favorite shit is. Hey, I just wanted to let you guys know I'm the incomplete guy. Yeah. Hit a, that's, that, that's the person's handle is incomplete guy fucking <laughs> 92 or something like that. Hit us up. Yeah, dude. Hit us up and complete guy 92. We want to hear from you. Fuck yeah, man. Yep. Like rate review subscribe. Thanks as always for spreading the word. We appreciate it and appreciate talking to all of you. Uh, can't wait to hit you up again until next time. Eat your veggies. Fuck your play. See you then. Later.